Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. You listen to this podcast to stay educated on Star Wars while you watch the live-action TV shows. But I felt like that wasn't me, so I, I moved to different topics. That made you go to listen to that real big Star Wars podcast that I think is kind of problematic and post three-hour episode recaps that ain't nobody got time for. Uh, you asked me to start posting 10-minute after-show episodes to give you the skinny, and that's what I'm going to do going forward. Today, you are watching episode four. When you're finished, you can listen to this episode to get the skinny on episodes one through four from my perspective. Uh, well, actually, you'll, you'll, you'll probably watch the, the Timberwolves game. I might, too. It's kind of an important game, and I think I just missed the first quarter. So maybe I'll be quick. Um, forgive me, Father. This is me washing myself in the minds of Mandalore. Enjoy. If you can hear that ticking, that's because I'm the bomb. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I just want to kind of give a recap of season three uh, for my dad. Uh, that um, he's, he, he was he was disappointed that I, I don't have any episodes that just kind of recap the, the shows. And I think a lot of Star Wars podcasts do that, so I didn't really want to. But my dad would rather listen to me talk than you goofballs. So let's 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 give him what he wants. Uh, so. When we are here in Mando season three, he's kind of outcasted by his Mandalorian clan. When you think like the armor, Paz Vizsla, all, all those guys, uh, Mando can't can't live with them, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to raise Grogu with them. Uh, so, according to his Mandalorian creed, he needs to wash away his sins in the waters of Mandalore. Under under the surface, the place has been bombed to crap, but in the mines, there's believed to be living waters. Um, he does this. He returns to the armor and is accepted into the Mandalorian clan. He and Grogu, they start their new life there, and they're happy just living on their life. Uh, Grogu made his choice in the Book of Boba Fett to become a Mandalorian with Din instead of becoming a Jedi with Luke. So that big storyline from Season 2 um, is kind of resolved, and Mando's taking off of his helmet and that's been resolved too. So everything from the book of Boba Fett has kind of already been resolved here in Mandalorian season three. Uh, so their story for now is, is over. He has no plans of uniting these Mandalorian clans and retaking Mandalore. Um, he just wants to raise his son. So I posit that this season of the Mandalorian is not all about Din Djarin. Uh, the, the plot is not really going to be moved forward by him because he, he finished his plot, you know, um, so I think we're going to see a lot more from Grogu and Bo-Katan, uh, and we are seeing a lot more from Grogu and Bo-Katan, so let's start with Bo. Uh, she led the Mandalorians during the end of the Clone Wars. Uh, Dad, you aren't, you aren't there yet, but um, when the Empire took over, I would guess that she fought against the Empire from day one. Um, she's a heroic character, uh, hasn't always been in the Clone Wars series. If, if you've met her in the Clone Wars series, she's she starts out as an antagonist, but uh, we, we learned to love her, and there's a lot to love. Um, so eventually she was crowned the ruler when she was given the Darksaber by a Mandalorian called Sabine Wren. Um, Sabine Wren is confirmed to appear in the Ahsoka show, the, the Ashoka, if you will, uh, which I think is later this year. So that's an important character. She's in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, I'm sure we'll, I'll be giving you the skinny on her uh, before the Ahsoka show comes out. Um, so... But after this, after being gifted the Darksaber, uh, the Mandalorians crumbled and were kind of scattered by the Empire. 
uh, to the point of where we see them in the Mandalorian. The Armors clan, the Mandos clan, uh, they lived in the sewers on Navarro. Um, Bo's group, our small group of night owls with uh, Casca Reeves, Axe Woves, kept fighting the Empire, but they're scattered. Uh, in the season two finale, Moff Gideon explains that the Mandalorians crumbled because Bo didn't earn the Darksaber. She was gifted it. She's not the rightful ruler of Mandalore. Um, and that's kind of where we end her in uh, season two. Um, in, in season three, we see that she exiled herself. My, my bagel is done. She exiled herself to Castle Kreeze. Uh, this is where we meet her um, here. She kind of takes on a minor role in the first couple episodes. Um, she gives Din some directions and comes to his rescue when Grogu comes running. Um, and it's kind of like, oh, it's yeah, we get some Bo-Katan action. This is fun. Uh, but after rescuing Mando, we get some deeper stuff with her. She allows Mando to complete his mission to bathe in the waters, the living waters. Uh, and then Din gets like sucked underwater, so she has to dive down there to save him. When she's coming up, she sees the, the Mandalorian... I don't know. It's it's a big creature. It's called the, the Mythosaur underneath the ocean. I don't know much about the Mythosaur. Maybe that would be a good episode one day. I guess from what I can tell, it's just a... It's, uh, it's associated with Mandalorians, Mandalorians of years past. I think they're brought up in the first episode of Mandalorian when Quill is talking to Mando. Uh, when Mando's learning how to ride the Blurg, he's like, your ancestors rode the great Mythosaur. So it's been around in this Mando show since the first episode. Uh, but I don't know much about it. I know it's the, the sigil that Boba Fett has on his Mandalorian armor. And we learn a little bit more about it in that fourth episode, too, when Bo-Katan is asking the armorer about it. But, um, yeah, it's it's like a symbol of all Mandalorians. And she got to see one when everyone thought they were dead. So from this point on, I, I think I'm considering Bo-Katan our main character. Um yeah, I, it, it comes across as this cosmic sign that she's important to the story. Um, and I, like I said, Mando, I don't really see where his story's going. And there's more like with his relationship with droids and stuff like that. I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the focus of the rest of the season. This is the Mandalorian. This is the Mandalorian season of the Mandalorian, if that makes any sense. Um, so sticking with Bo, uh, we see that the Empire destroys her home, bunch of TIE bombers attacking the castle. So, She's homeless now. She goes with Din to see the armor and she's accepted into their clan. And she seems like honored by that, or at least thankful for them for to them for taking her in. And that's really interesting. Cause like she was coming from a place in season two of like, she was kind of making fun of uh, Din for taking off of taking off his helmet. And now we see that she is living that life, keeping her helmet on and kind of really following the rules of, what she, I forget what she called them, not terrorists, but I don't know, like a radical group of Mandalorians, like she didn't agree with their beliefs at all, and here she is, at least putting up with it for now, and maybe learning to see, you know, what it's like, and I, and I really think she was touched by, obviously the, the vision of the Mythosaur seems to be bothering her, but I think she was also touched by just Mando, because Mando has these these deep beliefs and she can see him like reciting the creed as he's walking into the waters. And she's like, wow, he takes this so seriously. And he's, he's a man I respect. I, I, you can see how he raises his son and uh, what he, what he did to, to get his son back in Mandalorian season two. Like she likes what he's about. And um, 
it's kind of willing to to give his life uh, a shot. Um, in the the fourth episode, she leads the rescue mission of Ragnar Vizla, the the kid that Grogu has the little paint fight with um, that gets picked up by the giant dragon. So she's she's one of them, and she's leading the mission. Um, they give her the honor of sitting by the fire to eat. Um, she's really accepted into that group uh, wholeheartedly. Um, but she's still bothered by her vision. She's asking the armor about it. Not vision, like she actually saw a mythosaur. She's, she's bothered by it. Um, and I think she's the most interesting thing that's pushing Mando season three into the, the future. I'm super excited to see what uh, the show has in store for her. I think saying that, that Bo-Katan is the Mandalorian for this season is a little extreme, but I, I do think that this season isn't going to be all about Din. And I don't think that's a hot take at all. We have, we have three lead Mando characters. We have Din, we have Bo, and then Grogu is, he chose to be a Mandalorian. I'd consider him a Mandalorian. Maybe by the end of this the show, the Mandalorian is revealed to be Grogu. I don't know how they would do that. Um, like with words, that would be kind of silly if by the end they're like, wow, you were the real Mandalorian all along. And he goes, that that was I wasn't trying to do a Yoda impression because this is clearly Grogu um, but it did sound a little bit like Stitch didn't it um, Din is pushing Grogu to, to really be what Din was as a kid and I get the sense that Grogu isn't passionate about it um, not that he doesn't want it but I think he just wants to be with his dad and maybe he's willing to do it because he loves his dad and do whatever he does but yeah I, I don't, i'm not getting a lot of passion out of out of grogu but maybe that's the great jedi training in him that uh, he doesn't get too caught up in his passions and then next episode i'm sure we'll see him eat some eat some frogs um grogu he's also interesting because of that flashback we saw in this last episode um we're gonna lo- learn a lot about grogu i think uh, he was saved by a jedi called Kelaron beck not a big name so, Dad, I, you shouldn't you shouldn't know that name. So, don't worry about that. Um, he worked a lot with younglings. He was in something else that not a lot of people probably saw. He was in the YouTube Kids series called Jedi Temple Challenge. It was like kind of a game show thing. Had cute little stories. It's kind of like a like American Ninja Warrior uh, with Star Wars stories and props. Apparently, it's canon because, or at least the character is. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, Kelleron Beck, he brings Grogu to a Naboo ship. Like, those are Naboo guards. And that's a ship that looks very familiar from the prequels. It's Nubian, eh? Uh, and they, they blast off. And that's kind of where we see them leave. And I hope we see more of that this season because, um, yeah, that, what happened? Order 66 stories, I, I eat them up personally. So, um, But, this, yeah, this is during Order 66, during Revenge of the Sith. And it's Naboo. Padme is probably calling the shots, which is huge. Uh, she probably sent her people to like, just, hey, go go help the, like she's aligned with the Jedi. Hey, go help and help the Jedi with whatever's bombing the, like she just sees smoke when we see her in Revenge of the Sith. She's just looking out the window, worried about Anakin. But she probably sent some ships over there. So they just happened to help Beck and Grogu. I doubt that she said, go find Grogu. That'd be, that'd be a little silly. But I think that was a beautiful tie into the prequels. Padme's kindness being kind of like a, a through line there. And we did get a little bit of Padme talk in the Kenobi show. We haven't seen her. We're getting a little Padme, not even talk in the Mandalorian. I'm the one talking. 
Um, I don't know. I want to see Natalie Portman again as Padme. I know she's dead, but like time, you know. Ah. Um. So I. That's the first four episodes of The Mandalorian season three. Um. I think they were the the best. Okay, I get to talk about it. Um, okay, so the the, the uh, Kelleron Beck character, uh, he's played by Ahmed Best, who was the uh, motion capture, uh, no, not just motion capture actor, the actor, the voice actor, the motion capture, everything for Jar Jar Binks in the prequels, um, in the Clone Wars animated series for, for most episodes. Um, yeah, yeah, this guy is, is so cool. I think he played a background character in Attack of the Clones too. Super big Star Wars fan, fan from what I can tell. Um, and... Just like a lot of stuff with The Phantom Menace, he got a lot of heat when that movie came out because people, uh, adults, uh, when, when The Phantom Menace came out, weren't a big fan of the, the bumbling idiot character of Jar Jar Binks, weren't a big fan of Little Anakin. A lot of people in that cast got bullied. Um, I guess probably not online. There wasn't a lot happening online back in the day. But like he got a lot of lash... Um, got lashed out a lot by the fans so it was good to see him back i'm buttering my bagel now that's how excited i am i had to start buttering um it was good to see him back just because of what not just because of what he went through but he is he's such a fun person and one of my favorite star wars documentaries is the behind the scenes for the phantom menace and he's just a a joy uh and everything everything behind the scenes that that I saw there. Uh, There's also these Revenge of the Sith, like cast and crew interviews that Ahmed Best did. Like he was just running around uh, behind the scenes. He got to talk to George Lucas, got to talk to some of the actors. He's just like asking them like, hey, where are we at in the the movie? And what what, what kind of stuff are you working on? He's just such a fun dude. And um, I I was totally taken out of it watching this just because I'm like, oh my God, it's Ahmed Best and he gets to kick butt. And I think I cried. Uh, just because of, you know, the, the history, what I knew about him. I, I don't want to say things that I don't know for sure, but I feel like I did hear that he had suicidal thoughts um, back in the day when he first started playing Jar Jar. So I don't know, just seeing the world be happy for Ahmed Best and happy to see him in Star Wars again. And it's been a mostly positive reaction, a totally positive reaction on the internet of seeing him again. And I think that's just beautiful. And um, I hope we see more of him in some way or another. But uh, that's my soapbox. Hopefully, uh, Dad, you learned something. Uh, And I will do more of these. I went pretty quick through. I got enough time to cook my bagel. Um, Only enough time to cook my bagel on those first four episodes. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll do more of these. They'll be quick. a lot quicker than uh, that other Star Wars podcast that you listen to that I don't like. Um, yep, I've got beef. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Star Wars Skinny, uh, TikTok Dripping Cool Thirty Five, Instagram Star Wars Skinny. Stay skinny. See you at the next one. I think we're gonna do a deeper dive on Clan Vizsla, so the little kid uh, that got taken by the the dragon. Um, some characters from the Clone Wars, big heavy Mandalorian from. Mandalorian TV show. We'll learn all about them. Uh, I'll probably post that next week. So, stay skinny.